Hi everyone, Skip Montro here. The following is a sample of a Down to Business English members only episode. In this episode, Des Morgan and I discuss Neo and Challenger banks and demystify the world of digital banking. In the ever evolving world of fintech, understanding these new age banking solutions is not just beneficial, it is essential. What are the primary differences between a neobank and a challenger bank? Which regions or countries around the world are seeing the most significant adoption of neo and challenger banks? Are neobanks profitable entities? These are just three questions we answer in this episode of D2B. Let me ask you. Do you find down to business English useful in your language studies? Do you enjoy the content we produce? The topics, the stories, the business words and phrases that we explain in the down to vocabulary portion of the show. If you answered yes to any of those questions, I strongly encourage you to become a D2B member and get full access to bonus content and members only episodes like this one so sit back enjoy this sample members only episode and i will be back at the end to tell you all about the benefits you get with a d2b membership from tokyo japan and changsha china this is down to business english with your hosts Skip Montreux and Des Morgan. Des, have you ever heard the term silly season? Sure, Skip. In the news business in the UK, it refers to the slow news month of August when there isn't much news to report on. Newspapers tend to start reporting on Silly stories, you know, stories that normally wouldn't get into the papers. But why do you ask? Hmm, that's interesting. I I ran across the term the other day, but I hadn't heard of it before. I have heard the expression "the dog days of summer." That's what August is referred to by the media in the U.S. But the term is a little outdated now with the 24-hour news cycle. Yeah, so is silly season. I think silly season can last all year on the internet. Well, it isn't a silly season in the Chinese news. There's a lot going on at the moment. Oh, what's happening over there? Jack Ma's ant group has just been fined 7.1 billion yuan, or close to 1 billion US dollars. For breaking rules relating to consumer protection and corporate governance, I did read that. As a matter of fact, counterintuitively, Ant Group stock went up on that news. That was a bit of a surprise. Do you have any idea why? I can only speculate that the markets believe that this fine is the end of the government's crackdown on tech companies. <laughs> One would hope so. Back in May, in D2B episode 255, we reported Jack Ma's returning to China and how that was a sign that the government was ending its crackdown. Well, perhaps this latest news does indeed mark the end. What else is in the news in China? 
U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen was just here on a state visit meeting with her Chinese counterpart, He Li Feng. Given the animosity between Beijing and Washington, I can't imagine that it was an easy meeting. As the two nations have barely spoken to each other in the last two years, I would imagine the atmosphere was pretty frosty. But at least there is some dialogue going on. Very true. What about where you are? What's happening in the news in Japan? Well, one of the most controversial pieces of news over here is the government's plan to release treated radioactive water into the Pacific Ocean, a byproduct of the Fukushima nuclear disaster in 2011. The IAEA, or the International Atomic Energy Association, says it is quite safe to do so, but local residents do not trust them. And not just the local residents. I read that all the supermarket shelves in South Korea are empty of sea salt and seafood, as shoppers have been buying up these two commodities before the water is released. Yeah, I read that too. But... Something does need to be done with all that water. The government is really caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, it is a no-win situation. Anyway, as much as I love chatting about the news with you, Des, do you have a business story to report on today? I sure do. I want to talk about an ongoing trend in the banking industry. The rise of NEO and challenger banks. NEO banks and challenger banks. I have heard both of those terms, and honestly, I thought they were the same thing. Not quite. There are some differences. Sounds like a great topic. So let's do it. Let's get D2B down to business with NEO and Challenger Banks. What are they exactly? How are they different? And who's using them? Like I said, Des, I thought neobanks and challenger banks were the same thing. In that case, let me begin by explaining the similarities and the differences between them. Yes, that is a good place to start. Make sure we are on the same page. The biggest similarity is that both neobanks and challenger banks operate mainly online. In fact, a defining feature of a neobank is that they are exclusively online and have no bricks and mortar branches at all. But challenger banks do have physical branches? Uh, they might do, but on a very small scale. I can't remember the last time I visited an actual brick and mortar bank. Me neither. Now, a big difference between these two types of bank is that challenger banks are much closer to traditional banks. I hope you enjoyed that sample of a D2B members-only episode. Our goal at Down to Business English is to help you learn and retain business English by reporting on current business news stories and teaching useful words, phrases, and expressions related to those headlines. So, what do you get with a D2B membership plan? First, Bonus content in the form of exclusive members-only D2B episodes, like the sample you just listened to. Second, expanded D2V, or down-to-vocabulary episodes, that go along with or accompany 
each public episode of Down to Business English. Third, full access to the entire library of D2B audio scripts, all the way from Season 1, Episode 1, to our most recent D2B episode. On top of all of that, D2B members receive automatic email delivery of audio scripts for recently released episodes. No longer will there be the need to go through the time-consuming process of visiting the website, logging into your account, locating an episode, and then downloading the audio script file. So, what are you waiting for? Visit the Down to Business English website today and click on the membership link at the top of the page to sign up and start enjoying these benefits. Our website address is downtobusinessenglish.com. One more time, that's downtobusinessenglish.com. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Down to Business English. Business news to improve your business English.